Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of our uh, Tech Ramble podcast, uh, name pending, of course. Uh, uh, trademark pending, you want to say? You wanna say? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're coming with some really big news today in the world of uh, gaming and gaming hardware and stuff like that, because uh, there were some big news, some of them good, some of them not so good and uh, to shake things up we're gonna begin with the bad news first and more controversial news so just yesterday from the time of our recording we've learned that surprise surprise cyberpunk 2077 the most anticipated game of this year and maybe even the next if we're uh, getting on with these delays <laughs> was delayed Again. Uh, 21 days more, yeah, and the date was moved uh, to the 10th of December. Yeah, As we seen the internet, yeah, yeah, continue. It's on fire, yeah, the internet is on fire. It's a, it's a really, really not so great news on the brink of the actual release because it was like, I don't know, three weeks. Uh, up to the release date or the old release date should i say yeah and uh, we've learned that the game has gone gold which apparently doesn't mean now that it won't get any delays as we have learned (laughs) and uh, more on that is the fact that they really promised uh, multiple times on twitter that there will be no more delays Everything is set in stone. They even promised to a guy uh, <laughs> one day before the announcement of the delay yesterday that uh, um, there is full confirmation. He can take the days off from work and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there was a problem and a miscommunication between the PR guys and uh, the management and uh, now it seems like the the bad guy is is the PR guy because he lied to everyone but it's not really his fault (laughs) he was told that it would be delayed and then that it would be delayed so and I mean um, from what Jason Schreier reported and uh, he is really good with this kind of information even the devs got an internal memo I think it's said uh, at the same time we got the public tweet about this delay really? so at least the majority of the devs heard it at the same time as us that's interesting I didn't know that yeah and um, I suppose that's not a good way to find out but um, from what I've seen I, I don't know 100% if this uh, if this reddit comment is true or not as uh, at the time of uh, reading it is now uh, the username is deleted apparently the folks on the cyberpunk subreddit cyberpunk game subreddit said that Jason Schreier confirmed the comment of being from a, from a real dev at CDPR he said that the game would lead would easily need at least four five more months of work counting crunch if it 
would be released in like the best shape possible. I think they 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 uh, they promised too much. They overpromised, and now they're trying to to give as much as possible uh, from that promises because. They they keep delaying it and saying yeah we we try and fix it we're we're gonna make it better we the game is gonna be great when it comes out uh, with ray tracing at one and whatnot and but they keep delaying it so if there's no game <laughs> I don't know what to say yeah and from one side I get the whole idea releasing it when it's ready uh, and stuff like that but. I gotta admit, I understand the people who are angry, especially now. This is the fourth date in one year for uh, a game release date. That sounds like some bad organizational stuff there for me, or some just some incompetence on some level. Yeah, I'm 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 actually inclined to to uh, refund my pre-order. So I, I really wanted I really wanted to give them the money because I know they're good guys and they try to make the best of the, their games. But if they continue this way, they'll end up really bad or I don't know. Maybe there's not gonna be another Witcher in the future because just because of the bad PR they're getting now, and because of their their delaying of the game, they keep pushing the game on higher standards. Because they say, yeah, we're polishing it even more and so on. So you should expect uh, the greatest game ever by their uh, by their words. But I still think the the game is gonna be pretty buggy at the beginning, or at least before the day one patch. And uh, some people won't have access to internet to to download the day one patch. So some people will get a bad version of the game, if you want, and there's gonna be outrage. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that everyone who uh, pre-ordered or everyone who's gonna buy the game at the launch and found uh, finds some defects or some bugs that are not really that bad, but they are there and could be resolved they're gonna be even more outraged about them because we were promised a more polished game already four times already so you should not have kind that kind of I don't know problems from the start but I I, I expect I expect to it to be a critical acclaim no questions asked because I'm pretty sure if they went uh, for the quest as they went in Witcher 3, uh, it's gonna be great. But the gameplay part uh, kind of worries me. Yeah, I mean, they. I don't think they did a good job managing expectations. Of course, they would. Uh, they like to explode these expectations and push them higher and higher because that ultimately leads to more pre-orders, more hype more people interested, more people hearing about the game, if there is any people left that haven't heard about it. And um, I'm really afraid they won't be able to live up to that extreme amount of hype they've generated, uh, especially in the last uh, 
three or four months since they began the Night City Wire uh, stuff and um, I'm just hoping for a really good RPG with a good story and from what I've seen in the gameplay some really uh, good feeling gun mechanics. If they bring that for me, I mean the game would already be really good. Uh, but some people as I have seen especially on the dedicated subreddit have too much expect too much from a game I mean it's, it's not gonna revolutionize gaming as we know it or stuff like that yeah that, that's that's the the problem because people expect a lot from the game now because of the delays and because of the high praise and whatever but it's not gonna be the best game ever and that's what's gonna pull it down a lot it I think it'll be something similar to to what happened with the last of us part 2 because people expected something and other thing was delivered and uh, a lot of people hated it because it wasn't what they wanted from the uh, sequel and i think it will be something along those lines here again yeah and i don't think i've ever seen such a such great hype for like a new IP well new IP in uh, a game format to be more precise because uh, the tabletop game has existed forever so it's not really a fair comparison but um, uh, getting back to what you said about the day one patch I really wonder right now uh, because they have mentioned in the statement that uh, they are working on nine different platforms to get this game ready for that uh, 10 December date and uh, they are uh, really pulling for a big day zero patch so that uh, we won't feel that uh, that patch was like uh, unprepared or forced because the game wasn't ready or stuff like that but I wonder if uh, you can get the physical version of the game just Put it in your console, install it, uh, just shut off the internet after that, uh, and not letting the game to do the to do the day zero patch on it. And after that, just try to play to see how the game would have been uh, would have been played uh, on the 19th of, no of November, especially on the PS4 and Xbox One versions because from what I can see I think those are the versions they are really pulling and working hard on right now in this like one and a half yeah, month I left think for the, it to release they're not that polished and I wouldn't expect to be something great because of the consoles they all they can't handle that much I think the PS4 hits hit its limit with uh, Ghosts of Tsushima that looks incredible for that kind of hardware and but I I don't think uh, what cyberpunk promised could be that possible on uh, on that kind of hardware they surely would have to minimize some of the world or the people around the world or something to be able to run on that uh, that hardware and I think that's the problem they don't want to uh, to remove too much because then 
people will, will start and will start an outrage because they won't get what they were promised and they i they are still trying somehow to to manage to to create a version for the current gen so ps4 xbox one uh, that can run okay and still look great and i think that's the biggest challenge they they encounter and uh, as it seems at least now they haven't uh, really managed to to pass it yeah and i mean the the current gen install base is the biggest out of all the platforms they are releasing in like by far the biggest if you add all the ps4 and xbox one players so of course they need to nail that because that will be the most people who experience the game so it means uh, the general opinion around the game would be formed by those people and even the ones playing on pc most of them won't have like ray tracing capable hardware or uh, something that can push the game uh, higher than 60 fps or stuff like that so um, the opinions of the people who are playing on lower end hardware be it the current gen consoles or the low spec pc players are the ones who are gonna be the most vocal because are the yeah, they are the yeah, most that, people playing right. the game and the problem is that what they are trying to do affects everyone that wants to play the game and some of the people that could play the game should not be affected by this problem uh, i think they should have launched the game as it is and try to to patch it along the way because at least then people would have something to play they would see oh yeah it's good yeah it needs a little bit more polish but at least it launched it's good uh, i think it's in a decent shape and yeah okay no problem they they can patch it uh, along the way but now people will expect no problems and uh, there will be problems i'm sure yeah and uh, right now talking just from my perspective as a customer who really wants to buy this game to play it um, i i'm not so mad about this delay uh, just speaking for myself because uh, November is just jam-packed of games yeah none of these games at least judging by the hype comes close to, to the cyberpunk levels but there were some games which I wanted to try and uh, because cyberpunk was right in the middle of the month I could not get to them maybe a lot of a lot later and I would like gain a, a huge bad backlog because of this and I don't know at least from for me we have Watch Dogs Legions we have uh, the new Assassin's Creed Valhalla we have the new Yakuza game which actually I'm most excited about the lucky people who got a PS5 pre-order in will get to play Demon Souls which right now because Cyberpunk is not coming in December I really wished I've pre-ordered the PS5 to play that that would have been the best November game after Cyberpunk and those are just off the top of my head a new Destiny expansion comes which seem to like give player new 
elemental powers and stuff like that and I'm sure that will be also awesome especially how uh, judging by how good uh, Bungie is now in the oh, game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bugs next comes. You can't yeah, forget Bugs. Yes, Seriously. it's coming for free. You get it with like two more games. I forgot yeah, what yeah. the other two ones were on can't PS wait. Plus, it but it it's doesn't matter what those games are. Yeah, I, I should have you already my PS5 get the Gotti for like two, three years month. from now on. Yeah, yeah. And like I, the best I, I horror game, <laughs> the best horror game ever. You yeah, can just I tell from the first. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Crispy horror in like 4K ray tracing. Uh, yeah, yeah. To come a little VR, bit. Uh, maybe <laughs> each whatever. Yeah, it's it's gonna come from the screen right at you and like screaming in the face or something like that. At least that's how it looks like. Yeah. It looks really something terrifying. Like you. Yeah, and maybe each and then like you that creature's hand turns into you or something like that something sick yeah but just with food something kirby like <laughs> yeah if you think about it it's yeah. just a kirby simulator but like a more realistic <laughs> kirby simulator yeah uh, by the way talking about the ps5 uh, there were the unboxings uh, yesterday or today i think yeah there was this uh, uh, the hands-on embargo, I suppose, came off and uh, it was really like, really just hands-on because none of them turned the damn thing on. Uh, everybody yeah, just are. touched it. We already saw the heart we already in, saw in the and out. I mean, we had the teardown, I mean, for God's sake. We had the teardown, for God's sake. I wanted to see more yeah. and wanted softer. <laughs> I wanted to see the UI and how it works in the menus and everything. I don't care. I, I saw it. I, I saw it. I know how it looks. Yeah, thank you. Next. Yeah, but something came as a surprise, or at least a little bit of a surprise, uh, because a lot of people were praising the controller. Uh, I saw, I've seen this thing on like uh, Twitter. Uh, someone said to some of the people that got hands-on, of course, said two next-gen consoles are coming next next month but just one next-gen controller and if that's not a great praise i don't know what it is yeah the thing is uh the the play the sony controller changed a lot it's it's the dual sense now and uh, they put a lot of work and technology into it it's supposed to be new and shiny and do wow and, and besides that the series x or S controller didn't change that much. They got I don't know one more button and uh, the D-pad from the Elite controllers from Xbox One, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, and a little bit of grip on the like on the grips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not much of a difference uh, on that side, but on the other side, the the PlayStation controller changed a lot, so. I think that's one part of the excitement from all the people. The thing that it's new and it's different. It's it's a bit different from what we knew from the controllers from Sony. And I think that's the thing. Uh, it I, from what I've seen, it's a lot more comfortable in the hand. You you can grip it more easily. It's more formed for your hand. 
and uh, I think it's a lot more uh, similar to the Xbox controller now. Yeah, exactly. The, the size and the form, that form that just sits uh, gently in your hand, it's it's just perfect. It's, it's exactly what the PS4 controller needed as an upgrade. To be bigger and more grippier. And uh, those uh, grippy textures on it, like uh, some guy just zoomed on it and uh, you've seen all the face buttons, icons, just showing yeah. as a pattern in it. I think that's, that's it's a really cool a touch. Nice touch. Yeah. yeah, that's the kind of nice touch you expect from a piece of hardware you buy and keep for like seven yeah. years. And uh, it's nice that even on the, the PlayStation 5 there's that thing on the insides of the plates, I think. There's the same uh, texture with the face icons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the most important thing I've seen mentioned about the controller, at least from the uh, all the previews I've seen, was the haptic feedback. Uh, because apparently it's not only uh, much more fine, like um, it's not like a normal rumble motor. It's something that not only feels uh, a little bit more precise um, speaking from the point of view or what you're doing in the game like um, you have this part on that Astro Playroom's uh, demo that comes free with every PS5 consoles where you zip and unzip some kind of suit and um, uh, somebody described uh, I think it was skill up that uh, you feel every notch on that uh, jacket that you zip like a, like a small vibration in your hand because of the controller and even surfaces like sand um, wind feels different uh, moving through water everything feels really different because the the feedback is so fine-tuned that you get different feelings from what is happening on the screen and I really hope that will get implemented more because as cool as it sounds it could be just a gimmick that just the first party developer use in some way or another and the third party they just ignore it because the Xbox uh, Series X doesn't have it. I, I think mostly we'll see it on the first party but uh, the third party games I hope they will have some options for it or they take it into account because it's a really cool feature and I I really want to, to see it in every game but I know it, it won't be in every game but at least in some that uh, I don't know that could take a really good advantage of it like I don't know shooters or uh, even some adventures games because of I know you want to pull something so it's hard to, to press on that but when you nudge it out of the I don't know where it's stuck it's, it gets easier to, to pull so it pull, you can pull easier on the trigger and uh, that but I just got an idea regarding the, the adaptive triggers if they implement it in the PS Move controllers for VR that could be a game changer I think Yeah, I mean, haptic feedback uh, in, in as its own thing, it's like a huge game changer for 
a lot of devices like when I switched from a phone that had like a decent vibration motor that just felt like the whole phone was vibrating whenever you like titled or did something like that to a phone that has a really good implementation and a really high quality haptic feedback motor um, whenever you type on the screen like a message or something you feel just the part of the led of the keyboard you had your finger on vibrate just that thing vibrate slightly and nothing around it it's much more precise you it, it feels great yeah exactly and making it so localized you can really play with it do a lot of fun things and even in VR with like the the oculus controllers really also have really good feedback in them it's not it's really easy to like just implement a vibration motor and make it harsh make it really tough and uh, make your hands just go nuts whenever some rocks fall on you or something in the game and uh, working on a motor that really makes you have different sensation for every action you do and it would be a shame not to see that uh, utilized at least very much in first party games yeah but like i said the, i don't think we can we should worry for the for, uh, first party games but for the other ones because like you said some developers won't even think about it just because it will be only available on ps5 so why bother because our audience is much greater we have uh, like i don't know the xbox uh, PC, maybe even Switch. So why bother with a feature that's only one on one console and not the others? But I do hope that some uh, take care of these two. I, I don't know how hard is it uh, to implement, and I think that would be the, the, the decisive, the decisive factor here. Because if it's easier to implement, implement, then I don't think they would. Uh, they would really skip it because it's a feature that could enhance the, the gameplay a lot. Yeah, and I mean on the third party games you can't make it too good, right? Because if it's too good... Uh, it became something like a artificial first party. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and uh, the other versions will feel lesser. Uh, maybe there is a mechanic that plays better with the haptic motor and... Uh, you can't even use the vibration, uh, the normal vibration motor from other controllers with it and then the developers will have a lot to answer for and they would like to avoid this kind of... Uh, yeah, they, they need to find a uh, uh, balance between using it uh, and uh, making it equally as good or bad as the other platforms could do. I think the main problem would be the Xbox controller because other most games would be most third party games would be there and on PlayStation on on PC you don't really feel the feedback so we can't count that thing. But uh, I think that would be the problem and I still hope that uh, in some way they will implement it in the PlayStation uh, on the PlayStation third parties because it would enhance a lot of the gameplay and would be quite better but yeah as you said it shouldn't be that better 
yeah, they will have a lot of work and Sony will have to like throw a lot of incentives at those third party devs to do that. Or the PS5 has to like sell a whole lot more than the Series X so that the developers would know, yeah, so that's where our main audience is. We can make a little effort for them to give them a slightly better feeling experience and the Xbox will most likely have the visual advantage so that would be like an, some kind of an exchange you know a balance between the consoles to say like that but every dev is gonna see it differently not all developers will have the same resources so we'll just yeah, have to wait and see game by game basis in the but I do expect for for example I do expect uh, the racing games to have it implemented no matter the first or third party because that's the an easy place to do something like that and uh, but it, there are not so many uh, racing games that are on uh, on console for third party I mean so I don't know. Not many uh, good ones, yeah. anyway. I, I still hope that the new uh, remaster for from the from Need for Speed uh, is good because they they gave me hope with uh, Heat. It's a pretty nice. Uh, they need a, a win, man. Nice, uh, sorry. They need a win. Yeah, man. yeah. They they really need it. They they uh, they failed quite hard with Payback. That slot machine like game, I can't call it anything else. But they they uh, redeemed themselves a bit with Hit because it's a more back to basics and uh, K-dish and fun game. What we knew from the Need for Speed series. But it's still not there. And I hope that with this remaster they get it even closer. Yeah, I really wish. Forza Horizon was like uh, on PS4 on PS5 now because um, that game really had a lot of different terrains, really well done terrains for racing, and that would have felt amazing with the PS5 controller with all those different type of grounds you were like on snow, on mud, something like that. The, the haptic feedback there would have done wonders for the yeah. game. I, I can't remember now what was the the first party racing sim that Sony has. Uh, uh, Gran, Gran Turismo. Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo. If they did an arcade version of Gran Turismo, it would sell like, like hotcakes, trust me. <laughs> because that game, it, it's usually it's usually the, the most... Uh, Gorgeous game uh, sim uh, from the at least the year that it launches. Yeah, and I mean I don't know. For, at least for me, racing games are always more fun if they are, as you said, arcadey uh, rather than realistic. If you have a realistic one, you like uh, would have wanted a like a wheel to guide them, like all these driving sets you can find and some stuff like that. The arcade one are more. Uh, are more gamey to say it like that more yeah, video yeah, game it's like more for the average casual gamer yeah if you want i kind of burnout remastered that's what what a piece of gold 
it's yeah, I, I still have it and I play it sometimes just for all time's sake. Yeah, and there was that one I don't remember, you know, the one where you you, you could have like have some kind of time mechanic in it, but I cannot remember the name. Time mechanic like a, a slow time or it was either uh, forwarding it or stopping it. Uh, do you mean? Uh, uh, I don't think you mean that, but uh, I don't know. I don't know the game. No, I don't know it. I'm gonna try to remember it, but uh, until then, uh, we can move on to the other part of the PS5 controller, which, which seemed really good, but. Um, it wasn't really as well tested because maybe that specific game didn't have so much to do with it. Um, the adaptive triggers. I'm really excited for this because of that line I've heard from the uh, from Arcane, from the Deathloop developers, the ones that did Dishonor, Dishonor 2, and Prey, that. Um, Guns can like jam so that they won't fire and you will feel it on the trigger so the controller won't let you press the the trigger all the way to the end because the gun is jammed and that I don't know just opened a lot of potentials for for games in my mind that sounds frustrating and something Activision could actually ask you for money so you unjam the gun <laughs> That uh, sounds kind of, kind of something like EA would do. Yeah, but actually, I think Activision wouldn't mind doing that also. <laughs> oh yeah, but I... yeah, it, but yeah, it's it, it sounds it sounds really fun and uh, really immersive. I think I I would really like it. I think the first few times would be really cool. Like yeah, wow, it's 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 like I'm holding a real gun, and then. Would be ah that's nice I'm starting to learn this feature and I think at one point it would it would become a bit frustrating like ah goddamn this gun is it's it's it keeps jamming but in the end I think it would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean it would yeah, be and, uh, realistic and uh, it shouldn't be like very realistic like in like I think it was like Far Cry 2 that had a lot of uh, gun breaking on you. And that it had a lot of realistic things that game actually you like get sick from malaria you would have died fairly easy and stuff like that you need to find a balance between making the game feel like realistic more immersive and not making it frustrating or grinding or yeah yeah, yeah. but I think uh, I think it It'll be really, really nice implemented, at least with the guns and the bows, maybe. At least on the bows, I can't wait to, to see it in Horizon. Yeah, I think uh, on the bows would be the greatest example. Or even how uh, they've talked about it, even in Demon Souls, like different weapons having different levels of the adaptive triggers. That that really sounds interesting for me, especially how much I like these uh, Souls games. 
and I think that would really be something if implemented well that could really shake things up, make the game not just look different but also feel different. That would be a nice refresh on the on the game. Yeah, and another thing, a lot of uh, hands-on uh, journalists and YouTubers and stuff like that mentioned and showed us it's the sheer size of this thick beast, especially even compared with the competitor with the Xbox Series X. It's like a switch and a half taller than the Series X, I think. I like your units of measurements. <laughs> I've seen somewhere that uh, a comparison between the Xbox Series X and the Nintendo GameCube and, <clears throat> and the Series X is like three Nintendo GameCubes. This really puts things in perspective, you know, you can see the size if you think of it like that. How, how, many, game, how, how, how many Game Boy Advance oh, is that? Too many to fit <laughs> in your pocket for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I can it's, say. It's big, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's a big boy. It's it's, it's thick uh, with like triple yeah, triple yeah. C. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, I hope uh, I really want to see uh, the custom plates that you can buy. I think there was a third party site that already started uh, uh, creating them and uh, selling them, and I really want to to see how you can make it look a little bit different I, I don't know if they will just get the same plate and just paint it uh, other colors or even give other types of plate like other um, shapes I'm really interested if they do something like that because then you won't, won't be stuck with that shape maybe you can give it another shape maybe if you want you can make it boxy so yeah and, but keep the the airflows uh, like they should be and the rest is just filler space or something i think it's hard to do that uh, at least on the disc version because you have that uh, pregnant belly hump from the yeah, disc drive you, yeah but you you have you still have the hump but it's not uh, it's not really a hump hump then because you can just keep a straight line keep the vents how they are and the rest of the space is just uh, i don't know plastic or something so you just fill the space to make a straight oh line you fill it with like more plastic just to seem to make it seem yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. more exactly. straight or something like that yeah yeah if, I... you, don't want, yeah, if you don't want the, the aesthetic of it but i mean then get a xbox series x what are you i doing? wonder if sony <laughs> would like stop that or prevent that from happening to like let i don't i don't think so because uh well it's not really the same thing but uh, i know for the ps4 there were i know if there were third party but there were uh, the third party plates like for the original ps4 uh, the first gen like uh, that shiny part you could uh, replace but uh, there were a lot of stickers you can apply so i don't know it doesn't really it's not really the same thing but uh, yeah this changes the shape yeah but if it keeps the airflow as it should then functionally it would be the same it's just an aesthetic option yeah i'm thinking more from like a marketing perspective because 
Yeah, yeah. The design is a part, a big part of the marketing for for Sony, and for sure they would not like it. But I don't know if they would shut it down. Yeah, I mean, they would uh, sell it themselves. Yeah, I mean, if they want to shut it down, they absolutely could. And I, I think of the controversial design of the PS5 as like a statement from Sony that they want. They want you just to take a glance at it, even if you don't know maybe anything about console gaming and know that that's a PS5, because yeah. you just is just so different that you cannot. You you maybe can confuse it with a router if I think a little, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> that's a biggest router. People don't usually expose their routers next to the TV, or at least that's what I think. But yeah. It's like a, I don't know, it's like a Lamborghini. You see it, you know it's a Lamborghini. I mean, yeah, on, exactly. You know the, you know the shape. You you know how famous it is. It is at that point, it's just a, a like a trophy. Or yeah, and I think anything that could prevent that, Sony wouldn't really want it. You know. Yeah, maybe, but but I think in the end, uh, at least in one or two years, maybe if they don't come with. Uh, an upgrade down the line like the PS4 Pro was for the PS4 uh, lineup uh, they will surely do something like that just to attract more people like people that don't really like the design but want to try the PS5 so they would give the option yeah well then get this one which is uh, like a square box or something and it was just like the other one but yeah and uh, I think they then would appeal to a more larger public and maybe would get more consoles but that I think that would happen down the road a bit years ahead not now yeah and um, I think if this shape uh, doesn't work so, so like from all their testing metrics um, just uh, media buzz and stuff like that if they realized in the end after all their sales that the shape did not impact them in a positive way from other data analysis and stuff like that because they have a lot of data to back this up in one way or another uh, they will uh, make the slim version a lot more tame at least that's that's uh, what i'm thinking and maybe the pro version because i fully expect a pro version sometime in the future because they they've seen they can do it and make some money out of it the pro version may be even more different and maybe even more conventional if this design doesn't work for them but if this design works i really expect the slim and the pro version to keep the language yeah um, i 100 percent agree with you here they they will see how they they do that that's what they, they've done with the the playstation 4 series actually because I think the the first gen PS4 it's quite different from the slim version for for example and the pro version but they sort of kept the language a bit but changed the shape to be more slick in my opinion and the PS4 Pro is just two PS4 slim stacked on top of each other so but I think they, they kept kept the, the language a bit with it but changed the, the shape change the form just to to maybe appeal to, to more 
people. Yeah, exactly. They would do something similar here. And uh, on the upper side, uh, side of the spectrum of your example would be the PS3, which every version of it, even though it kept some of the design language, was really uh, different enough that you cannot confuse them. There was there were two slim song on the PS3 lineup, I think, right? There was one with a sliding door for the, the disc and another one which was more similar with the original PS Slim, PS3, but still a bit different, if I remember correctly. Yeah, the one with the sliding mechanism was the super slim and yeah, it's yeah, one yeah. of the ugliest consoles I have ever seen, at least from my point of view. I prefer the original fat one. The one, the, the best was the one that had the, the additional ports under the, uh, I don't know, that part in the, on top. On yeah, top. the USB, the USB ports in the front, right? No, 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 no. there was, the, the first version had the, uh, like a hidden, hidden ports where you can put uh, like SD cards or, uh, I don't know, they had uh, more ports. It was on the 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 front side up upper uh, near the disc tray, I think. And you open it like a, like I don't know, like a door uh, uh, up, and uh, they had more ports. And that one, uh, on that one, you can uh, actually install Linux, and it was actually backwards compatible with the PS2, I think. Oh right, it was that one. Yeah, I, I yeah, get what yeah, you're saying yeah. now. Cause not all the PS3s were backwards compatible. The PS2. That well, that was a really weird thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And when they changed the, when they didn't make them anymore backwards compatible, they they removed those ports, and I don't know what, what the the, how they were linked because it's a bit weird. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I. That was a period for Sony where they make, made a lot of bad decisions, so I'm not gonna try to explain it, I'm just gonna try to blame it on leadership or PR or stuff like that, because there was something really wrong with them in that period, at least on, until half the generation where they managed to like pull ahead and match the yeah. Xbox numbers. Talking about numbers, by the way, I heard the, the new AMD GPUs were announced. You you have really good segues today. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our sponsor. <laughs> uh, PlayStation 5, if you hear this, uh, I mean, those are the guys that make the have the site for the custom plates. So, not really that we need a sponsor, but if the guys from PlayStation ever hear this podcast, we would like to discuss with them to try for free their uh, or their amazing plates especially the chromed one if they are, they also send the ps5 then i i, I think they, they should but yeah yeah you know where to reach us we're waiting for a call something so but let's move on <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to to the big amd announcement which is at least from my point of view the most uh, happy news of this uh, past few past few weeks one of the most exciting of the month in tech anyway 
So, there were a lot of leaks, speculations, uh, benchmarks leaked that uh, put AMD in a really nice position uh, for the first time in I think 10 years or something like that. They are actually, they were actually seem to be competitive on every part of the high-end spectrum of video, of video cards, of GPUs. And some people were doubting it, some people were expecting a refresh of the 5700 XT, which it was a really good GPU, but uh, it didn't compete in the high-end. And um, I think all those people were, today were rather surprised or uh, really happy with uh, what they expected because AMD really came into came here today and souped all the uh, performance uh, wins they could have get especially at their prices because they have announced the RDNA 2 architecture the GPUs in this architecture which are the RX 6000 series uh, the same architecture which is actually in the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and they really made, made some really bold claims when it comes to performance especially comparing them with the competition so they have revealed three cards the 6800 the RX 6800 at 579 which is faster uh, actually I think 10 or 15 percent faster than the 2080 Ti on average and uh, as we know from the benchmarks today, the 3070 matches the 30, the 2080 Ti in uh, a lot of games. So for 80 bucks more, you get double the VRAM of the 3070 and more performance. Then the, then the 6800 XT is a tire above that and trades blows with the 3080 at 4K. And it's even better at 1440p where it wins it seems to win in even more um, benchmark numbers and then they just slapped everything and took the win home with the 6900 xt nice by the way which is uh, on the same level and sometimes even beating the 3090 the rtx 3090 at 500 dollars less i think that's the big win here because I think they would have won with this one even if it hadn't been that close to the Nvidia one because at $500 less that's like a third of the price it has most of the advantages what would you want more it's like best you can get for the money and the, the interesting part is that Nvidia got that big part of the get that uh, get the big gap of uh, the performance from the last gen because they changed the process i think they now use the an um, eight nanometer process from samsung right but amd kept the same process as the last gen and they still got a big improvement in performance and i think that says a lot about the the plans from for for the the GPUs from now on, and imagine if they changed now if they changed the process, how big of an improvement would that be? Yeah, I mean they are already competitive, and not to mention they stayed on the same seven nanometer node, 
and they still manage to not go as high as Nvidia with the power consumption and still uh, trade blows at every price level and in some cases even being the much better price to performance value and it's 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 interesting how the the RX 6900 XT draws as much power as the 6800 XT which is a card that almost have the price but it looks almost identical in specs actually yes i've seen uh, the difference in compute units it's not that high because the 6800 XT has like 72 compute units while the 6900 XT has 80 compute units so um, I think the 6900 XT is just a full die and the 6800 XT is like a cut down version of it and uh, yeah, because of that they managed to keep the power draw and they yeah. actually presented a lot of interesting uh, features as well so firstly even though their uh, bus width is lower than the competition they presented this new cache this 128 uh, megabytes cache uh, that somehow alleviates that uh, bandwidth restrictions and can provide as they have said even advantages in ray tracing uh, with this note i really want to talk about that um, they did not show any ray tracing benchmark numbers like not one of them they talked a little about ray tracing uh, when they uh, presented some of the technologies and talked about uh, Godfall for example but it's really strange they did not uh, show one ray tracing number especially because uh, from what I've seen they confirmed that some games coming at or closer to the release date of the 6800 XT which is something in the middle of November will actually come with ray tracing enabled for this GPU. Yeah, it's really strange. They, they didn't show much ray tracing and uh, it's worrying because they they say they get a lot better performance in any in other way. But I don't know about ray tracing. I don't expect them to be better than Nvidia. I expect them to be at least as good as the last gen from Nvidia, so... Yeah, I mean, and you but, you have to excuse that in a way, because it's their first gen of... Ray yeah, that, 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 that's what that's why I'm saying I don't expect them to be on par with the uh, 3080 or 3070, because they, they already had a generation behind that learned a lot. But I do expect to have something at least as good as the last gen from, from Nvidia. Because if they don't have at least that performance, I don't know what to say. I think uh, that's gonna be a big, uh, big uh, minus for for people. Yeah, and if if they had anything even close to the 3080 or 3070 ray tracing performance they would have shown it in the benchmarks they wouldn't miss an opportunity to show how they're competing at every level you know yeah yeah but in the end uh, 
if they have something uh, a bit close or around that uh, uh, that same performance I think they will win this generation just based on the the rest of the how the rest of the charts look and the prices this is yeah, a huge thing is that uh, that they had they have GDDR6 and I think Nvidia has GDDR6X I think it's called yeah uh, Nvidia like has the faster memory but I think yeah. at least the 6900 XT with all its package it's uh, the most future proof card you could get right now um, because of those 16 gigs of VRAM even though the 3090 has more but again it's much more expensive and if you don't use those additional 8 gigs the 3090 has for professional work you're never gonna use it in games unless you install crisis on it and play it on it <laughs> but <laughs> that's uh, that's another thing and uh, these 16 gigs of VRAM might not matter in two years when the next generation of GPU comes but in four years when uh, the games for the console are gonna be for the next gen consoles are gonna be more fully fledged and let's not forget that the next gen consoles have 6 gigs of GDDR6 in them and uh, I don't know exactly how it would be split between the video memory and the OS and stuff like that but I would expect at least 12 let's say of those 16 gigs of uh, VRAM to be used uh, exclusively for the graphic part of the game so if you don't want to upgrade in the next cycle the 6900 XT would be more future-proof otherwise uh, both the 6800 XT and the 3080 are really good choices because if in two or three years you find yourself lacking for the 3080 in this example lacking the the VRAM to like run games at 4k ultra everything uh, you would know that the 10 gigs are not enough and you need to get another GPU but if you have already 16 gigs I don't think you need to upgrade that soon you can push the car more yeah and I know that they uh, they uh, introduced a new feature smart access I think that uh, AMD introduced uh, that can help you if you also have a Ryzen CPU Ryzen 500 series and I think now that you can go all red on your computer and make a full AMD computer yeah th that's actually really interesting because I've wondered for a lot of time if I get the same AMD the CPU and the GPU both from AMD why isn't there any advantage for them to communicate together so that you can get even a minor boost in those games and if the benchmarks they shown are something to be believed this smart access memory you said uh, can help the CPU access the full memory of the GPU and this if the game is optimized for it can lead in some few per percentage increases uh, in certain games and it's free performance basically we had like an outlier that had like 13% more performance from this stuff the only bad thing is that 
besides needing a Zen 3 5000 Ryzen processor, you also need the, the latest 500 series board. And uh, those are some really expensive things people need to go buy if they want to take care of that. Maybe some people just wanted the GPU upgrade and that's it. Yeah, but that that's the thing you can you can get the GPU now uh, and uh, down the line when you want to upgrade your CPU you can get the Ryzen 500 series and then you're all set. Yeah, I mean you uh, this is a good point because actually now uh, besides getting the Zen 3 boost of game performance which you know, again if the presentation is to be believed uh, those gains are massive especially going from the last Ryzen not to mention the difference between the Intel uh, the last Intel CPUs and this Zen 3 architecture you even get the more free boost because of this uh, memory access that happens between the CPU and the GPU. Yeah, overall I think they they really gone the extra mile these generations both with the CPUs and the GPUs AMD and uh, they they really try to show that they can do both of them and they can do them good. And uh, yeah, yeah, go and buy now. <laughs> but I really hope to see something from Intel now because. Nvidia showed us that uh, how they can improve and they well, they improved a lot from the last gen. It, it was a scene that they they were scared, and that's what they do when they they are scared. But I don't really see that happening with Intel, and I'm really scared that they won't have something to recover on and uh, they'll just die slowly because they cannot compete with the Ryzen 500 series, at least. Not with their current lineup. Yeah, but judging from the past, uh, scared and uh, underdog Intel, it's like the best Intel. So I'm, uh, I'm really expecting them to, maybe rather later than sooner, <laughs> uh, to get back on their feet and do something amazing. I know from what I've seen, people discussing about Intel. Um, in certain YouTube videos, like uh, Linus said in um, in his past opinions about Intel, that uh, those are mostly the guys in suit that made all these uh, weird and dumb decisions. Like uh, they don't let the people advance enough in the process. They don't let them innovate enough. The engineers really want competition so that they can do their best to deliver a better product uh, and a more innovative product than they will than they would do if they didn't have competition and they would just sit there and just release the same refresh year after year you know yeah and i understand them because i think they they just got bored and want to do something new they just keep doing the same thing over and over again and they say they are improving but it doesn't really show up that much and until they until they change the process, it's not. They, they, there is a limit with that process that they probably reached, I think. And you have to at some point change the process, or else you'll be left behind. And you can't just improve until I don't know. You have to. to there is a limit, and you will reach it sooner or later. 
and you can see that uh, they are beginning to push out this uh, 10 nanometer process which they have said that their 10 nanometer process would be competitive with other uh, companies 7 nanometer process so are, they are really confident in their next step and as I have seen the actually the laptop processors would be the first one the first ones to get this process and I think I understand in part because uh, up until this year Intel completely dominated the laptop market and the very high-end laptop market is still uh, uh, being held by them because th right now the manufacturers that just don't put the new Renoir CPUs on their higher stand laptops and uh, and on the business side they're on the business side also the business laptops or for companies that they give to employees mostly use the Intel processors yeah exactly and another reason is that let's face it the Intel can just manufacture more yeah yeah the Renault CPUs were so good on laptops that you couldn't freaking find the laptops to buy them they just went out of stock instantly all in all, we need competition, even in GPUs and CPUs, and this is exactly what we're seeing in GPUs right now. I'm sure Nvidia will will just knock it out of the park with the 4000 series, and uh, AMD will come back with RDNA 3 even more improved, maybe on a new process, or they will uh, have something like the Infinity Cache again. I'm just really expecting a lot of great stuff from both of them. Yeah, and uh, we can see that both can do great things when they are pushed by the other, so let's hope they push each other more. Yeah, exactly, and now you have um, at least at 1440p and uh, even at 4K better standard performance with the 6800 XT if the benchmarks are to be believed, and if you want uh, ray tracing and DLSS, um, and better 4K performance you go with the 3080 you have a lot of options depending on what you want and they are they are just trading blows at every level and the 3090 was like really humiliated this day and then that is really what Nvidia needed because the fact that they named the 3090 a Titan replacement but then uh, sold it like they are so they are selling a gaming GPU um, not giving it the Titan drivers not giving it all the Titan uh, professional stuff uh, even in some cases the RTX Titan from the previous years beats it in some professional applications so Nvidia really made this GPU for for uh, some kind of professional work also but also from gamers who like have too much money and just want the best of the best and then they just came in and dragged that price a third of it dragged it down to where it should be even it should be even lower than that for the top GPU like it was years ago but I am not gonna get into that <laughs> yeah I think Nvidia just wanted to make something that appealed to a larger public with the 3090 and but the thing is what it's good for some applications like you know, rendering or uh, 3d modeling or something like that 
doesn't really translate well in gaming performance so you cannot make a or at least now I don't think you can make a GPU that's very good for both you cannot replace one with the other yeah that's why both. Nvidia has the quadro series and stuff like that even if they want to name it head yeah they they change the name yeah that that's why that's why I think they they priced it that high because they expected that uh, it it's for the uh, artists and for the modelers and whatnot but also for the big spender gamer but I don't think I think it would be better if you just get the 3080 for the gamer at least because it gets you the, the yeah I mean you lose 10 percent best performance for the market yeah and you lose just 10 percent of performance maybe 15 in some edge cases yeah but that, that's that's like negligible at that point because if you have 300 fps i don't know if you if you'll see the that you you reach sometimes the 270 fps or something i mean at that point it's just jump change and it, it shouldn't be relevant yeah exactly and amd still has a way to win even more and that's by being more available, having more stock. Yes. That would be the final nail in the coffin for this yes, fight. They really, they, they said at the beginning, I think that they would not have a paper launch. <laughs> so, and yes, I think so. they, when uh, when they uh, send the, the GPUs to retailers, they send also some guide, the guidelines with uh, what should they do to have them sell. So like uh, anti-bot measurements and uh, something against the scalpers and uh, I think there was even a limit on quantity per person, things like that, which I think should be obvious and uh, I don't know why Nvidia, uh, they, they really saw what happened with Nvidia and took note and we'll see how well they, uh, they do on the sale part. Yeah, and a lot of people criticize them for uh, for delaying this launch so much, but in the end, the fact that they waited this much really will pay off dividends for them now. AMD yeah, really I didn't think, rush. Yeah, it, it was a good call to, to hold it a bit more, to, to build up the stocks, because now I think everybody that wants a GPU will get a GPU from AMD. And they would not have to go on eBay and buy one for twice the price or third time the price. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, exciting, really exciting times coming. Um, I think that's all we can cover from today, all the major news. But there will be a lot of stuff to talk about in the future, especially with all the games coming in November. Um, when also uh, in November the reviews for the Zentry processors and these new GPUs will come we'll have Cyberpunk hopefully in December along with the Game Awards show so there are a lot of stuff coming on the horizon uh, talking about the Game Awards so you were asking a few days ago if, you, if I think that Cyberpunk will be in the Game Awards now I'm sure that it won't be Maybe if <laughs> yeah, there's right, maybe right. just if there's an award for the most uh, uh, back uh, most uh, 
delayed game, yeah. <laughs> and I think they should be just there should be such an award just for the the shits and giggles. The just for the memes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. funny that uh, the show and the release date of the Cyberpunk are on the same day. I expect something, at least a joke about that. Please at least make a joke about that. Yeah, yeah, that should be. Yeah. So that's it from us. Hopefully you you enjoyed our discussion today. We really like the topics for um, for this episode, and we'll see you next time when we have enough info to ramble again in our podcast. See you. Have a good day, night or anything.